can't tell me what to do. I just did. <laughs> you did. You gotta take that one. You did. <laughs> Time drive. My name is Tyler Pino. What is your name? Gion. Say it a little bit louder. Gion Gomez. And joining us again is Knives Troy. Knives <laughs> Chow. What was her name in that? Knives Chow. That was her name. That's the name of the go. first time. And and I am Michael Holler. That was a dig at both your age and ethnicity, I suppose. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate that. <laughs> All right, it's, it's, fellas. It's, it's hard to imagine you two are like seven, eight years older than I am when you're just so immature. 78 so years immature. older. So immature. Yeah. 78, yeah. Seven to eight. Yeah. Michael is 14 years old. <laughs> yes. We just found out. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. That would be pretty weird. I don't know how you're an RA in this building. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I don't know how you're still a student. You're so old. You just couldn't read Lord of the Flies. No. Yes. No, and I refuse. I will not. What about the audiobook? Would you would you listen to that? Maybe I'd watch yeah. the movie, but the narration is probably just as boring. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, probably do something exciting. Today we have two episodes of Gotham to review. We what? saved one because oh no, we're reviewing just two. one is never enough. Ah, I'd, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> ah, what does that mean? Uh, I. I take Gotham on a weekly basis. It will never be a show that I will sit down and be like, "Oh my god, you know what? I'm in a marathon Gotham. Like that sounds a fun, like a fun way to spend my afternoon. Sorry, I can I can take it once every Monday. Why not? Because for all the three or four aspects of the show I like about it, there's just so many things where I'm like, "Oh my god, this makes no sense." Well, name us a couple. This past episode, the um. The balloon, the, the, balloon, the balloon man. I actually prophecies. don't know what this one was called. Do you? <laughs> it was probably called the balloon man. It was probably called the balloon man. It was You're right. Balloons. Balloon boy. Was it called balloons? No, no. I just made that. It's probably <laughs> called colorful deaths. What goes up must come down. I don't know. Right. That'll probably be a better episode. But um, God, where do I even start? It seems like the first episode, for all its flaws, it tried its damnedest. To remain grounded, despite Jada Pinkett's Jada Pinkett Smith's performance. Let's talk about that real quick because okay. I keep bringing this up. Um, there's there's this thing that she's doing with this Fish Mooney character, where I, I've I've come to the realization that everybody that play like every female that plays a, a villain in the Batman franchise, uh, for the most part, does a variation on the same kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it goes back to like Julie Newmar. Um, as Catwoman in the 1960s. They all kind of play Catwoman. Now, basically... Uh, not, uh, that's going to get cut out. I just completely stumbled. No, you should keep that. Yeah. You should definitely keep that. No, but granted, like, four out of the five women that have played uh, major villains in Batman films and television shows thus far have been playing Catwoman, I think. Actually, maybe six out of five. Because who do we have? We Okay, we have Julie Nomar in the 60s. Right. 
Then Eartha Kitt also playing Batwoman, or Catwoman in the 60s. Um, she was the black lady. Uh, then there was another, a third one who played her in a movie, but it doesn't count because it was just the movie. Uh, the 60s movie. Um, was that where he jumped the shark? Or was that an episode? That was where he had the big bomb and he was it, running around trying to find uh, out where to throw it. Yeah, out. no, it was the shark repellent bat spray episode. That was the yeah, movie? that was in that. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, um, the, the plot to that was... <laughs> that was where the UN was, like, not liquefied, they were vaporized. They were like, yeah, vaporized, like, yeah. Freeze-dried. They turned into, like... <laughs> they were turned into flour. Batman. It was awesome. They were turned into flour, and then by the end of the film, Batman fixes them, essentially, and they're all, like, nothing happened. Like, they're all just going back to, like, the scene that they were previously in. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing. I know, they just, they literally added water, then it was like, boop, and they were back. Yeah. Um, which is how that would work. Did oh, Adam West was he like, and the secret ingredient is water. I actually think that's how it went down. Yeah. But it was, of all, sure. yeah. of all the Batman things, like, oh, I mean, because what was it? In, when he was battling Mr. Freeze, like, oh, I'm going to drink this whole anti-freeze potion or whatever. But this one was just, let's add water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it, like... All right, and then the movies. What do you? Why did you? Do, I just did that to fix your vocal level. I know you did. <laughs> why don't you want to be heard? <laughs> you have this thing where you hate having your voice recording heard. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about the idea, not the actual doing of. We actually we actually lured Gian in on false pretenses. We were told we told him that we were going to watch Doctor Who, and then yeah, no. surprise. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of season. Eight, yeah. And instead, we're doing. This. I don't even know what that means. I don't the fucking doctor. You don't know it's what eight would be are? series eight because it's English. It's season series. Season. It English, is series. series. Actually, he is right. Bullshit. Uh, He's not right about anything. I'm right it's about that. Bullshit. Way to go, Tyler. But anyway, 1989's Batman did not have a big female villain at all. Then the Batman Returns. That was Catwoman, and mm. obviously she played it like Catwoman, but yeah. she played it like 60s Catwoman a little bit. Then Uma Thurman was uh, Poison Ivy. Poison oh Ivy. yeah, she was Ivy Pepper, right? Right, the great Ivy Pepper, the beloved classic character that we all know. Pepper Ann. <laughs> Pepper. Why? Who is this girl? Too cool for seventh have, grade. Why does she have her own theme song? Salt and Pepper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Pepper Ann? No. Nope. No, he was. What? I was negative four what? at the time. What? <laughs> This is what this podcast is going to be. Can't just gonna com- make- I can't even comprehend this. You're just going like, to knock have, my like, age. 20, we should, every podcast, we should have like 10 minutes of us asking. <laughs> oh, Michael seeing something? Or he, yeah, his, his, it's you. Yes. This is the segment. How old is he, you know? <laughs> you, Does Michael remember? You assholes here, you're around the time where they invented sliced bread, so... I can't really say anything about That's that. That's not true. They didn't have bread when we were born. <laughs> They had meal, bone meal, and crushed mm, it up. I miss those days. <clears throat> so, yeah. But, after Uma Thurman, doing the same kind of character that Michelle Pfeiffer did. Um, Pfeiffer. <laughs> that's how you say it. Um, uh, uh, then, no female villains until Catwoman again. So, my theory is right by virtue of the fact that 90% of the time they're always Catwoman. But anyway. And, and you know what's funny? Catwoman is not Catwoman in this. She 
doesn't play the character like that, which would be weird because she's like five. She kind of does. She's like Michael uh, Catwoman stuff. Does she though? She, she has like little. Uh, well, she does actually. She's kind of becoming my favorite part of this show. Yeah, I like her. She's good. Um, I, I, I yeah, like. Well, just, they give her cool shit to do, and nobody else really has see, anything. I, I feel like it's not the fact that they give her cool shit to do. It's just that every other it's character so is so boring. Like, have you seen no. the movie? There was a movie that came out called Priest a couple years ago. It was directed by the same guy who did. Um, a bunch of horror. Oh uh, yeah, it was a, it was another shitty horror film. Yeah. But um, and Carl Urban was in this film, and I really do like Carl Urban. And it seemed like his portrayal of the character and his character in the film would, it would like seemed like the most interesting character to have graced cinema in like the past ten years. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't the case. This seemed like the case because that movie was so dull and dreary, and the actors and the performances and the characters were so tedious that his performance. Seemed to outshine everyone because there was nothing else to like outshine. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's the way that Catwoman is going to be portrayed in this show. Like she's going to seem like the most interesting character because there is no other characters of which she can be compared to. I mean, you know, I don't necessarily even think that the other characters are terribly boring. It's just I don't know. They're not being utilized in in a way that I care. It's just like. Harvey Bullock, Donald Logue, I like him a lot in this show. And actually, I like all of the actors in this show for the most part. Um, but, like, Bullock really hasn't done anything. He's done the same thing in the last three episodes. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'm sleazy. and. Uh... I feel like we're not... He's, he's going to be the most wasted potential because there's going to be no development of his character. Like, yeah. the next... I don't know, five or six seasons that the show is going to be on. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hope it's not on for that long. Oh, no, trust me. Fox takes great shows and cancels them really early, and they draw out the long ones. I don't know. Um, that Catwoman episode was pretty okay. See, but see, going back to like the whole villain thing, like it seems that progressively like each villain is getting so cartoony that it's almost intolerable. Mm-hmm. Like, the second episode, you had that d- the dynamic duo with, like, oh, oh okay, yeah. like, blah, 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 oh, like, we're all happy and love, we're gonna kidnap cheesy. these children, like, blah, blah, blah. You know what they made me think of? Did you ever see the movie Running Scared? Yeah, with Paul Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um, you remember, like, uh, the characters, they were, like, the kidnappers in that movie, and, like, when you see them, they're, they just kind of, they, they look like this regular couple, and they seem really nice, and then it turns out that they're, like, murderous pedophiles. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, do, I don't even remember those characters in the movie. Yeah, there wasn't, I remember like, a, a huge portion okay. of the movie. It was just, like, one of the kind of one-off things that, like, the kid gets kidnapped, and then um, he ends up getting, like, a text message to the to woman. Paul. No, it was the lead woman in that movie. Like, I don't even remember... How she was related? She was Paul she Walker's was wife. His mo- well, not his mom. But no, no, no. The lady was Paul Walker's wife. It wasn't the kid's mom. I don't even remember who Wait, the, the kid, kid was. The kid got a text message to his wife to Paul Walker's That's wife because they were. Uh, I don't even remember. Hold on, let me draw this movie. Let me draw a chart. You know this? what was good about it? it was like visually cool looking. It was, like, it was a fun movie. Yeah, it was just... But no, he gets the message to her, and so she shows up at the apartment, and then, like, she talks to these two people who look like regular people, and she gets into the apartment, and then she sees, like, all of these videotapes, and then, like, a bunch of, like, murder oh. murder devices, and so she calls the police, 
And and like the 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 two people, they're like, oh yes, this is going to be very good for us. We need help. We need help. And she's like, I just I'm in this apartment building. I just heard two gunshots. I don't know what happened. And then she hangs up and just kills them both. It was awesome. Oh shit. Yeah. So that movie was not Gotham, but those two characters were similar. But what happened to them at the end of this episode? I don't even remember. I should have gone back and watched this one before this. Which one? This past episode? No, in uh, Selena Kyle. Oh, uh, kids episode got two. kidnapped, uh, taken on the bus. And they just kind of abandoned that thread, though. Yeah, they just did it. Which was really weird that did, they did that. Did they kill one and one got away? Did they kill one? I don't know. I they killed that one kid, right? The, you know, I honestly... Yeah, no, they killed one of the kids. Under the bridge. The, the very, very beginning, and, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, the two kidnappers. Did they both get away? One of them was... One of them died, didn't they? Yeah. One, one of them, them had to have died. One of them got killed. I saw this show a week ago, and I can't remember for the life of me what happened in it. This is not a good sign. Like, <laughs> so especially not a good sign. Is I liked that episode. <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was the best episode so far, and not, none of us can remember what the fuck happened in it. Yeah. No. Um. But okay. So the 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 doll maker was the lead villain of the week in that episode. Do you all know who the doll maker is? No. No. He's a relatively new... Well, actually, no. This version of the character is a relatively is he new a, adventure. A gr- oh, he's not a Graham Morrison-created character, then? No, I don't believe so. Um, he came out in the New 52. There were other characters called the Dollmaker, whom I'm not really familiar with. Oh, he was actually in Gotham Central, too. They had an episode with the Dollmaker. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm not really familiar with that yeah. one, because I don't remember that at all. The difference between that and Gotham, though, is that... That iteration in Gotham Central was done really well. Well, that's ex- exactly what Gotham should be, but I don't... Like, see, that's the thing. It's like, when they're making a show like this, they're never going to do what it really should be. And that's... Yeah. Because uh, they just need to mix in so many other Batman elements. It's like, well, why not just make a Batman show then, like, with Batman? They're trying to They're trying to shoehorn everything in so they can appease everyone. Well, they have to, to right. a degree, because it's Fox and it needs to be really, really big. I think this show could have worked relatively well if it was, like, on a small... If this was, like, an AMC show, it could have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have been able to do... Get away with more, because they're not so focused on... Um, um, is there focus in Gotham? No. Is there focus in it? I don't think there's any focus in it. Like I do. Well, no. Like, what I mean is that the, the, the right, show the itself is focused on getting an audience because they only have one revenue stream, which is advertisement. Advertisement, as opposed to AMC, who has two revenue streams, getting you know subscribers. Right, because you know AMC cares about story and character. Yeah. Well, Not like TNT, who knows drama. Yeah. Do they, though? Or FX, who has good movies. Do they, though? Like, I feel like this is false advertising. (laughs) FX has the movies. And we're now airing Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, followed by X-Men Origins Wolverine. All the movies you didn't want to watch again. We got them. (laughs) All the movies that made you want to kill yourself three years ago. We're playing again. (laughs) Back to back to back to back. We're also reviewing really bad video games, like X-Men... Or no, Wolverine Origins. Remember that game? Did you ever uh, play that? I did. I did play that game. And you know what? I was. I felt that it was so much better than the film that <laughs> I just didn't better. care. It was actually point. better than the movie. Yeah. Oh, was it a tie-in? It was. It was a direct adaptation of the film, but done less shitty. I don't know how to explain it. It was like the same thing, but it was different. Yeah. Do you remember that Wolverine game? You probably done it. Came out before you were born. It was like back on... <laughs> PlayStation 2, I believe. (laughs) 
Where it was like the first big Wolverine video game on PS2. On PS2? Yeah, and Mark Hamill voiced Wolverine. Oh, yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking of, too. You would, like, do sneaking missions, Yeah, missions. it was it was awful. Yeah, but I it just was, think it was neat it was a block, Mark Hamill It was, was a blockbuster Wolverine. rental when that was still around. Yeah. Was it the X2 video game? Mm-mm. No, no, no. no. It this was, was, a it was like its own thing. What was that yeah. called? I don't know. Probably just Wolverine. Starring the Joker as the Wolverine. There's never really been a good... I can't think of one really good video game... Ever. Uh, adaptation, like movie tie-in. Except for Riddick. I don't know, sir. Riddick Have you played all of those amazing really Harry Potter that movie games? That wasn't a franchise, though. Like a, Something that was um, a licensed game yeah. is usually something that is a direct well, tie-in to a I mean, film. that was like t- connected to the movie. I mean, it wasn't a direct tie-in, but it was still like with that story. No, I mean, you didn't think that Aliens Colonial Marines was the the best oh, video god. game I ever? I never played that. Oh god, that I wanted terrible. to kill myself. I, I've never... Are you going to play the new one? I'm going to play Isolation. Game? I am going to play Isolation yeah. because it's a different studio and I'm excited to see what they're doing because I do like survival horror games. Granted, I feel like as far as this month at least, the survival horror game that I'm going to enjoy the most is The Evil Within because Shinji Mikami. Oh, I forgot that was coming out. Yeah, Shinji Mikami is a That's fantastic cool. game director. Yeah. But um he worked on the Silent Hill series, right? Did he? I know him from, he created the first Resident Evil, he created the second Resident Evil, and he created the fourth Resident oh. Evil. He also did two other games called Shadows of the Damned, which was, it's good in its own regards. That was a... Suda51 game, yeah. Yeah, Suda51, those crazy Yeah, it was the crazy Suda51 game, and he did another game called Vanquish, which mm, did I not do well, but that, it was, but it was fun. It was great, yeah. Yeah, but... Actually, funny story about Resident Evil 2, Shinji Mikami... Back when, you know, video games had integrity before movie license games come in, came out. Actually, no, I take that back. Halloween, the video game, came out. That was terrible. No, it was Friday the 13th. Oh, God. You get, Have you played that one? Friday the 13th what is video that game? Ah, uh, was it SNES? No, I... No. It was, it was a game, basically, where it was not a platformer. God, it was just... You basically walked from one side of the screen scroller? to the other. It was a side-scroller, okay. yes. And... He just randomly showed up and there was nothing he could do. He just I vaguely you. remember this. You remember this? I don't this? know that I ever played it, but I'm pretty sure that I've read about this. Oh, God, it was terrible. It was terrible. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, what was I saying? Um, I think we were on the new survival horror game. I don't know what were we originally <laughs> just kind of segue to. Oh, things. back when video games had integrity. Um, a week before Resident Evil 2 was supposed to hit the shelves, uh, Shinji Mikami went to... Capcom, and he was like, listen, I know it's supposed to come out next week, but if you give me another year, I can do it better. And they're like, all right, fine, do it. So they completely scrapped the entire project and started from the ground up and made the Resident Evil 2 that we now have. That's awesome. They even put that much faith in him. Yeah. Yeah, sure. A year. Yeah. From a week from release. That's crazy. What did that look like? Is there stuff up of that? Of, like, what it was gonna look like? No, I mean, this was... When did Resident Evil 2 came, come out? First one came out in 98, so the second one got to have come out in, like, 2000. Early 2000s? No, because 4 came out in 2002. Yeah. That was probably, like... I can't even remember. 90... Okay, the first one was, like, 97? Yeah. Maybe? And then the second one was, like... 99 or 90 maybe late 98 something like that hmm 
I remember playing that game though. Like for the very first, my friend was like, my friend in my neighborhood was like, "Oh, you gotta come over." I was like, "All right, come over." He's like showing me this scary ass game. Like he's walking through the halls of like the RPD building, and I'm just like, "This game's pretty creepy." Like this music's really good, and then the crawler like jumps through the window. And the liquor, like, yeah, 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 the liquor. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I actually jumped and was like, holy shit, this is fucking nuts. But see, what what happened to survival horror games since then? Like, the most inspired survival horror game that I would say that we got in the past, like, five or six years was the first Dead Space. Mm -hmm. Because that was a legitimate survival horror game. Granted, (laughs) it was repetitive, extremely, almost painfully so. But it was still a survival horror game. And the second one came out and had more of an action focus. And the third one came out and it was a straight-up action game. Like, is this, like, the degradation of what survival horror games are now? Because Resident Evil saw the same decline, you know? Yeah. I Well, I think with video games, um, I don't know, You, I, I wouldn't say it's a decline in the genre. I think that the genre evolves a little bit faster than something like movies would. Mm-hmm. Um, because you still see games with elements of that. Like, what are the, the, I don't really play video games, but what are the ones with, like, the Big Daddy and the Little Sister? Uh, Bioshock? Bioshock. Yeah, that was... That was... That was another one, though, where the first one you started off and you had very limited resources and it played mm. like a survival horror game. And the second it turned one... Turned into, like, a shooter. Yeah, the second one, you, they started you off with a fucking drill on right. your on your hand. It's like and it completely, power. You it, are a big daddy. It it's, obliterated the entire sense of survival horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't as creepy as yeah. the first one. I don't believe I... No, I played the first one, but I don't really remember it. But I did play the second one and enjoyed it. But I'm not a video gamer, so... I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I, go on. It was actually um, the first Bioshock. This is before your time, sir. Uh, um, yeah. Was a uh, it was a spiritual successor to this video game called System Shock. That came oh, out. Yeah. yeah, you remember yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a really. It was a truly frightening game. A regular shock to the system. A regular shock to the system, like Static Shock, except you know more blood. No mm-hmm. trash can lid to fly Less, around yeah. on. <laughs> Less manhole covers. <laughs> Whatever happened to that hero? Like the, the writer of that, he died very young. Um, he had a heart attack, I believe, at like age thirty-six. Jesus, like kind of out of nowhere too, because he he didn't look like an unhealthy guy. He's gonna be like you with all of your sweets and stuff. I'm gonna catch You're gonna to look you. thin and healthy, but <laughs> on the inside, it's just all going to shit. Uh, I'm only just I'm one baconator away from that heart attack. Oh so. well, you're like sixteen Hostess cupcakes in tonight, or little Debbie cupcakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that was I remember that, and that was one of the greatest. That was one of the greatest superheroes to have been formed in this generation that just dropped off the radar entirely. Gee, I love Static Shock. I hated that show when it was Did on. you? I just, I would try to watch it and I was like, I fucking hate that he's riding around on a track. <laughs> and it just really bothered me. I'm like, this is bullshit. Because I remember he did like team ups with like the Teen Titans. And, like, you know, like, that, yeah, it, it wasn't a trash can lid. T- it was a sewer lid. Was it? I think at one point it was a trash can lit, and then it was like just too flimsy, so he's like, all right. Yeah, I remember it being a manhole cover. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which still doesn't make sense. How do you fly? Wait, you're conducting electricity through a sewer cover and somehow keeping it like floating? See, this is is always how I felt like with Magneto in the X-Men films. Like, in the most recent iterations of the X-Men films, like, you, you see him levitating. Like, how is he doing this? 
Because of his metal suit, I'm assuming? Yeah, he's got, like, Is metal his suit metal? Yeah. He's got, I think he has, like, metal in his boots or something. I would have just uh, assumed that. Like, yeah, because if it was all metal, it would just be difficult to move around. Well, I guess yeah. not, because he controls metal. He's really good at it. No, I remember in the comics there being, like, a, an explanation. He's got, like, metal lining throughout his costume, mm. I think. Mm. Which, you know, which brings me back, we were talking about this the other day. In The Wolverine... Like, just errors in the film. The premise of the film was like, oh, you know, he lost his powers. Mm-hmm. Granted, in addition to that, wasn't he shot like 30 times and then went on for like yeah, a no, solid... Yeah, he was shot a lot. Yeah, he was shot like 30 times without his healing ability and then <laughs> survived... he shot with a shotgun at one point? Yeah, like point blank hit with a <laughs> shotgun. And then he survived for like another 8 or 10 hours before he was like, oh, you know what, I'm in pain. And then passes out. Right. But like, um, there was that whole thing where he loses his healing, his healing ability... And he's going out, and these claws are coming out of his knuckles, and they're going back in. Like, I understand in the previous films, like, oh, the skin would heal when they'd go back in, but mm-hmm. what, what did he just have, like, flabby finger crotches? I want to know, like, what... Because what was it that was going on with his hands in that first movie? It's like when the claws came out and retracted, they'd, like... The skin separated on its own before the claw came out. It wasn't, like, tearing through. It looked like tiny little vaginas opening up between his knuckles and then like a metal thing coming That's out. That's some disturbing imagery I didn't want to think about. Uh, Michael hates thinking about vaginas. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. You're welcome. But no, I mean, I. that's a good point. I mean, why did it ever... I, it's, it's probably... If for nothing else, it was probably just to keep the PG-13 rating... Because if he had it could be, yeah. blood gushing out of this dude's hands every time he drew his claws in the film, which mm-hmm. was quite often, like it would, it would have been a mess. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How does it go down in the comics? We talked about this last night, I think. Because, like, I remember in the 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 Animated cartoon series, show, yeah. yeah, there's like little, but that might have just been a part of his costume. That wasn't in his hands, right? No, like they those were, were like, little those were on his things. gloves, yeah. Yeah. But the, I also remember them being, they weren't really, like, blades. They were, like, just pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's that. Shish kebab Wolverine. I just wanted to have the bones again. I don't even, I mean, the blades are cool. They stress me out, because I'm always like, God, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> but it looks so cool with the bones. It does. Actually, speaking of bone claw Wolverine, you guys have seen um, the Wolverine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You remember, spoiler alert, in the end of that film, like... He cuts off, Silver Samurai cuts off his adamantium claws, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looked really painful. Like, the adamantium, the bones, yes. like, they were cut off. Yeah, because right? the bones fused. The it? next time we see Wolverine in Days of Future Past, which is obviously after that film, his adamantium claws are back. Why? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened in Days of Future Past, <laughs> like, that didn't make any sense. Like, wh- Although this was, like, the not-so-distant future. It opened up with, like, like that dystopian Manhattan, so there would have been time. For him to find a fix for that, I don't know. What fix? Like, wasn't the whole thing with like they the weapon expert? They just dip him in ad- adamantium again. I don't know. Yeah, just like fuse new adamantium yeah. onto the old yeah. adamantium. Just solder it. Solder it. <laughs> Weld it on there. Yeah. But oh my god, oh my god, that's got me thinking of their origins film again. That was so rough to sit through. Yep. <laughs> so so many things about that film. So many things. 
You're too far from the microphone. Yeah, but because I'm not talking right now. If I'm not talking, yeah, but you're talking right now. Yeah, but I wouldn't be if you weren't just. I'm trying to make you understand why I'm doing this. Why? Which is, if I'm not talking, I'm just gonna rock in the chair or something, you know. Okay, fine. But you're talking, and I can't hear it. It doesn't matter. I'm not really saying anything important right now. It's fine. It's fine. 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 You're gonna lose your your chair privileges, sir. I can't. (laughs) You should have never got the chair. That's the thing. But, anyways, Gotham. We we were derailed there. What were we talking about? Yeah, right. Gotham's so, thing. after watching that episode with the two happy-go-lucky kidnappers, I was like, "Oh God, this is the most cartoony characters. How can they ever make it any more ridiculous seeming than this?" What? Next time on Gotham, we have Balloon Man. <laughs> well, I think that you you kind of hit on like the fundamental. Um, 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 weakness, I think, with the writing so far. And they have time to fix that. Like, I, I think that thematically, not necessarily thematically, just aesthetically, their, their, their tone is kind of shifting all over the place. Because if we could look back to the first episode, it looked like somewhere between, like, a gritty kind of Nolan Batman take and a more comic book-esque thing. And they're kind of, like, going back and forth. Uh, so far, and I think that's what I liked about the Selena Kyle episode, episode two, was that tonally it did kind of feel the same all the way through. It now, like, like a cop show, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't even necessarily because I could deal with the cheese, I could deal with it being like straight laced on the opposite end of that, but it just needs to pick one. You know what I mean? But if you think back on a lot of TV shows, like even looking back at something like Batman the Animated Series, it kind of had the same problem the first season or so. It takes a little bit of time to hit your to hit your stride, or so to speak. But the fundamental issue with this is that Batman the Animated Series was not owned by Fox. Right. Yeah. So you're right. They do have time to fix it. But well, whether Fox give it the time, yeah. The, I mean, that's yeah. Whether or not they will fix it is a different question entirely. Mm-hmm. It's got a good uh, viewer base right now, right? Like it's getting. It's doing watched. really well, from what I'm yeah. hearing, um, both critically and financially, and yeah, and in terms of audience and viewership. But uh, the third episode kind of took a hit critically. A lot of people were like, "The Balloon Man." That's kind of silly, but and it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! What, guys, guys, guys? We're gonna have an episode where. What? Can we go on Wikipedia right now and see what the next episode's called? Yeah. Okay. Guys, no, no, you don't understand. We're gonna have this really great cop show, and one of the episodes is a guy that straps people to weather balloons and like lets and them. The cops float up. don't know how balloons work. Do the cops don't know how balloons work? <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> too. That was my favorite part. I love, I love Just, don't you I guys know like how weather balloons work? I was looking work? at my phone during, like at the start of that scene, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just hear?" Like, yeah, no, and I was, I was watching it, and I was like, maybe I don't know how weather balloons work, and I was like thinking, okay, he's gonna give some complicated explanation as to, you know, the what, how. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, what? these are different. Or yeah, like, and then and he he's just like, said, no, balloons pop. The best thing about this scene is that Gordon and Bullock look look so utterly shocked about this realization. Like. My God, it's coming back down. I think what they were going for was like, why the fuck didn't we think of that? But, and again, like, it was kind of silly that they came down almost exactly where they went up. Mm -hmm. I I think the issue was the writers didn't know that balloons came back down. Like, so they were were probably reading to the first draft of the script and they were like, 
That was hey just. Hey guys, you know balloons like they they get to a point where they they pop, right? And like, oh shit, we need to <laughs> we need to have something like. That was just an ad lib you know? on behalf of the actor who was sitting there. He like wasn't even in character. He was just like, you guys do know like how weather balloons work. <laughs> get this on camera. <laughs> Wait a minute, keep filming. He was trying. He was trying to talk to the showrunner at this point. Right. But. <laughs> Oh my god, and that, yeah, and we were, we were saying, like, it came down, what, two blocks or something from mm-hmm. where the guy went up? Like, this was like a solid ten hours after that first person. Was there, like, a person. strange gust of wind that just kept blowing the balloon back and forth between these two blocks? Uh, yes, it was actually, it was Ivy Pepper. She, uh, her, her, one of her new powers is she now controls weather patterns. Oh. Or, you know, alternatively, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith got control of Destro's weather dominator from G.I. Joe, and was uh, using it to just mess with Harvey Bullock. Which is such a weird relationship. Like, why is she so... It's so flip-floppy. Like, oh, I'm, like, she's supposed to be this, this big crime boss, and it's yeah. like, she does things that are just so well, out that, of character. Well, that's the thing. Like, going back, historically, Bullock is kind of, like, in bed with the mob in some respects. Um... Uh, in other respects, he's. It, it depends if you're talking pre or post crisis. Uh, post crisis, before 1982, Harvey Bullock was basically just a bad guy. He was kind of sent by the mayor to um, fuck up all of Gordon's plans, and like he would pretend to be this bumbling idiot that would always just like. You know, do something, have some accident that fucks up the entire... But uh, he's actually, like... Yeah. That's he's a, so silly. Right. That is such a yeah old-school way of, like, doing that. Right, right. He's, like yeah, he was, like, a bumbling side. I kind of want to just see that, though. Now. I, I really show, like, don't. have him turn really clumsy and, yeah. like, fuck shit up. He's like, oh, whoops. Did I ruin those <laughs> <Whoops>. records? <laughs> what? He, like, slips <laughs> on a banana peel. <laughs> You're not supposed to smoke in here? Oh, no, all the files. I didn't know. And that's, yeah, that's Donald Lewis. Mr. McGill. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. You know me. <laughs> but, but no, like, like, she was supposed to be, like, this big crime boss, and she was like, no, I'm going to kill the cops, and the next episode was like, no, it's fine. Come here. Let me give you a hug. Yeah. Like, well, just... I mean, to be fair, it's like, I, I she wouldn't go around just murdering cops and then getting away with it, so it's like, granted, like, they did do nothing after she put them on those meat hooks. Yeah, I feel like that'd be something. If if I if I knew someone that put me up on a meat hook, I would be, at least to some degree, might well pissed off. I'd be a little know? bit steamed. I'd be a little bit steamed. I definitely would not hug that person the next time I saw them. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Okay, the next episode, as you asked, Jam, is called Arkham. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Oh, what was that? What happened? Okay, Maroney comes in at the end of this episode. And he's like, remember the name Maroney and remember the name Arkham. Yeah. So that's, I'm sure why the next one is called Arkham, but, uh, and he was like, tune in next week, because, and then that was all part of the show. Because this is, uh, Detective Batista. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he was um, not Italian. I was like, why? Why did they make, I was like, couldn't it be a Spanish restaurant? Come on. Well, I No, mean, you don't understand, because. I mean, I get it, because it's Italian know. mob bosses, but I was just like. He's not Italian. Why did they pick him to be like this Italian fucking... I mean, to be fair, uh, Carmine Falcone was played by an Englishman in the Nolanverse. That's right, that's true. A majority of the actors, though, in the Nolanverse were British actors, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, Tom Hardy. 
Who was his ethnicity supposed to be in that film? Because I know in the comic books he was supposed to be like a luchador, right? Yeah. he's Well, he's from... I don't remember the name of the island that he's supposed to come from, but it's off of South America, so he would be Hispanic. Right, right. And he didn't look like that a luchador. That was disappointing. Was he wasn't, wasn't... Wasn't Mexican. Yeah. Wasn't a crazy luchador. <laughs> his voice... His voice was so distorted in The Dark Knight Rises. It was it was tough to take him seriously at points, but then he'd do something and you'd make him take him seriously mm-hmm. again. Well, yeah, I think that's that, that was kind of the point, though, is they're, they're going to make him sound... Uh, they may make him speak in such a way that doesn't uh, indicate who he is, and that's creepy. But in, in every Nolan film, there's always been, like, that character that speaks weird. I mean, granted, for most of it, it would have been, you know, Christian Bale as Batman. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, even um, Anne Hathaway, her portrayal of Catwoman at certain points, she did some weird things with her voice where it was like... Well, she did exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Like yeah, like in the very beginning. 60s, I, yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah, it was like Anne Hathaway in the beginning. Of- right. Yeah, and then you have uh, Mr. Tom Hardy, who's a phenomenal actor, talking basically with his mouth and nose covered, sounding like he's really nasal. Mm-hmm. And it just it felt so weird. Like, every actor, like, no one can speak clearly. So, I mean, if, if nothing else, Gotham is refreshing because you can understand mostly what every character is saying. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't even really have too many, like, over-the-top villainy types yet. Although, except for Fishman Penguin. Penguin is kind of becoming that. Let's Balloon talk about Man. that for a little bit. What do you think of this Penguin? I like Robin Lord Taylor. I like the actor playing him, and I like what he's doing. But I'm not necessarily... Into his portrayal of Penguin? And not necessarily his, because it's one of those things where this definitely isn't an actor choice. Right, it's written. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like we want him to be... Is. Right, he wants to be like a, a, a more crazy type. But that I, I'd like the Penguin to be a little bit more... Reserved. Sp- yeah, and straight-laced. Like, he's not crazy. He's Until just, he has to be. Like, yeah, oh, he's, he's like a murderer and stuff, yeah. but he's not... A psycho. If he gets picked up, he goes to Blackgate. He doesn't go to Arkham. You know what I mean? He's mm. just a—he's a mob boss, and he'll kill. But he's not—he didn't have to be like this weird serial killer type. He's which not is, insane. Yeah. Oh, I like your shoes. Like, what was? They—they they, they just made a whole point where like, he killed Funny, one of Fish Mooney's persons and got like hundreds of dollars off of him, and then couldn't mm-hmm. afford to buy like a forty-dollar pair of clogs. It was. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like slip shoes. You could, they're like they're not expensive. He could have just bought them anywhere. He'd have to go through that catalog though, where you get all the slip shoes when you go to work at what? one of those places. Well, if they're in Gotham, it's oh, uh, they have a slip shoe store. Any, you can just buy them. Any, yeah, they have. So those at Whole Foods, everywhere. we had to pick them out from a catalog. And oh, weird. Yeah, and they made us. They only paid for twenty dollars worth of it, and the rest got docked from our paycheck. Wow. So I chose the cheapest one. I'm wearing them right now. I <laughs> chose the cheapest. Are they like still that. no slip? Could you? I if could, I spilled this water on the floor, can you try to slide across? There's <laughs> only one way to find it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like the um, the actor himself is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. But like how I felt with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, I feel like Andrew Garfield could do a good Peter Parker. It's just the material that he's. Yeah, but it's just the material that he's given is just such crap. Like, there's nothing you can do with it. It's like um. With with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg when they were doing the most recent Indiana Jones film, uh-huh. Steven Spielberg was going like, "Yeah, I got the script and I did aliens. what I could." It's like, aliens. It's, uh, no, you don't understand. They're interdimensional beings. <laughs> like, although oddly enough, that's the one thing about that movie that I was fine with, just because I was like, 
if you're going by what they did in the original Indiana Jones when they were like serials from the 1940s, then you take 10 years off. Where are you at? Then you're at like 1960s uh, early sci-fi B-movies and that would all be aliens. So I was like, okay, fine. But, but, it, but Shia LaBeouf, man. Yeah, that was the most... No, no, that wasn't the most disturbing. The most disturbing of that for, for me was the uh, the fact that that film even existed. Why did it exist? No one was asking for that. No. Indiana Jones was a great franchise that had a great start and a great finish. And, eh, it, it was somewhat time, decent. You know? Yeah, and then it had its time and it ended. And the audience of which we are, it's changed. Like, yes, I'll still go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's a fantastic film. But audiences now don't ask for a film like Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's why with uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 coming out, like, who asked for that film? Like, granted, I know it's like, the first one's a classic, and you know, all this nostalgia and blah, blah, blah. But people's sense of humor has evolved, I would hope, since that time. And it's just, it's not the same kind of audience, and it's not the same kind of humor that the audience craves at this point. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Jim Carrey and yeah, Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis. I mean, not Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> well, I oh, do, man, but... What, what was his name? That <laughs> would be so good. It's That's like <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis emerges from... I drink your milkshake! Or whatever he does now. And he's just like, my next role, <laughs> Dumb and dumber er er <laughs> oh, sure. what, what, like, what was his name? Oh, um... Daniel something. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I believe. No, no, he's no. in. He's in. Really he was in the newsrooms. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic mm-hmm. actor, and I can't. This this reminds me of the Josh Bolin argument we had last did, night. No, and no. I was thinking of someone. I, was, <laughs> this reminds I don't of, even remember uh, who we were talking guy, about now. I can. I I loved him in Mouse Hunt. Um, he was in the Birdcage. Uh, really good actor. No, no. He was in Mouse Hunt. Um, uh, Mouse Hunt. What was? He was in, okay. Well, did you did you see Mouse Hunt? No, a lot of people. Was didn't that the, it's Mouse like is that a kid's flick where they're trying to find? Yeah, 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 they're yeah. Trying I to, vaguely remember. I remember the, nothing about. Um, well, you remember Birdcage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's the he's Robin Williams's boyfriend. Right. Or yeah. Uh, it's, it's something Lloyd. Yeah, I was trying to remember because I was like, oh, he lives in the city. If I saw him, I would be like, oh, I, you know, oh, you're awesome, but I would not be able to remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd feel really bad about that. I'd be like, shit, I Sorry, don't know this guy's name. He wouldn't know your name either, so. I'd be on the same page. Good point. I feel like if I ever saw a celebrity like, on the street, like, even if it was someone like we were just talking, like, Gian allegedly saw Sigourney Weaver at one point, and I. Oh, it was her. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would. As much as I love Sigourney Weaver and, like, the films that she's been in, if I had seen her, I'd, like, have a total mental breakdown and be like, ah, Ripley! Like, I wouldn't know what to say. You just piss yourself and faint. you do your high pitched scream and faint. I would. I do a high pitched scream. You like Timmy Turner's dad from Fairly Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is a show that came on before you were born. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that show? Of course, I've That's seen that show. That's what it should be called. It'd be like, have you seen that? Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. We had a show called. Did, yeah, seen didn't they have that? <laughs> this is. Have you seen that? Though. Oh. Could be called before your time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> a land Back before your time. The <laughs> land before time. I have seen that. You uh, yeah. Did you ever? Did you, you know? Do you know the story of Ducky from that movie? Of Ducky's story. Girl, Didn't it, you tell me this? Yeah. I think you told me this one time we were drinking, Probably. and I was like, "This is horrible." But the gift like, goes around the internet all the time, and it's like it's just like a caption, and it's showing her tombstone. 
Well, the girl, the child actress from that movie, was, like, murdered brutally by her psychotic father. Jesus Christ. But it's just a picture, which is hilarious for the show, but um, it's a picture of her tombstone, and it says, here lies so-and-so, gone before her time, yep, 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 and then it just says, childhood ruined. No. Wait, it actually says yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it on says her yep, tombstone? yep, yep. On her, that's her. Oh, man. Quote. That's rough. That's, is that going to be the part of the segment? Have you, did you, have you seen that? Have you seen this tombstone? <laughs> have you seen, tombstone? Have, you, have I seen this tombstone? I have not seen this tombstone. Oh. Oh, yeah. We were actually talking about, like, childhood ruined films last night, too, and uh, Miyazaki came up. Oh, right. Right. And now I really around the subject of child murder. Yeah, and Gian hasn't seen uh, My Neighbor Totoro, which, to be fair, I I didn't see until quite recently. But we were we were trying to explain the premise about the whole thing was about this very famous double homicide case in which these two girls were brutally murdered, and it's this children's show that you know like little kids watch. Like, oh yeah, it's so cute and it's fluffy and. They don't understand, like, the dark context behind this. I, I feel like this is a Japanese thing. Like, a lot of things from Japan, they'll seem really happy-go-lucky on the surface, but they'll have really, really dark undertones, you know? Right. Because the Japanese are horrible people. I, I can't argue that. <laughs> I can't argue that. There was, I was actually having a conversation with a friend a while back that um, a lot of it has to do, like, even anime that we have... Like, I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of anime, but there was a series called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And when it came out originally, it was it started off as this really strong, like, mecha show, and then it got just... It degraded into this really messed up psychological breakdown of the, the writer. And, you know, like, a lot of people see it, and the way he was trying to explain it is, like, Japanese anime is basically, like, the, the expressionist segment of like the Japanese culture mm. like the part of the, the part of the culture that responded to um, having such atrocities like the uh, the Hiroshima Nagasaki bomb go off and this this was a response to it like this is the mindset of the people and this was like the economic crisis and you know the shows that come out reflect that and that's even, how Gojira yeah Gojira uh, <laughs> it's Gojira you moron no. the, end, the, the end of that sentence but uh but yeah, I feel like even nowadays, like we still get some kind of not backlash, but ripple effects of a lot of the dark undertones and expressionist kind of series that we got from Japan in the olden days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I find anime, the idea of anime, interesting. I was gonna say I find anime interesting, but I guess I don't because I never watch it. Right. <laughs> but, um... I made a list once of. Because, like, I watch a, not a fair, I've seen a good amount of anime, and I still kind of watch some of the newer shows, but most of it's shit now. It's like, <laughs> it's like you know, Moe and... See, I, I, um, sadly, do not watch enough anime to really be considered an Asian. Mm. I'm trying to work on that. That's a disgraceful I thing. know, I... Gion watches just enough anime to be considered <laughs> to be an Asian. Considered yeah, Asian. to be considered an Asian. <laughs> Well, granted, you guys have had Gotta more time. Gotta keep that anime quota up, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's the last the last anime I actually saw was uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Extremely overhyped. Right. I me. stopped watching it because it just got ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. Really overhyped. Yeah. I mean, because last year, I don't know if you guys were at last year's Comic-Con, but last year's Comic-Con, 
like the amount of people cosplaying as Attack on Titan characters, I would say is at least a third of the entire population at Comic Con. Wow. Every that's like Harley Quinn at MegaCon. Right. Everywhere you look, ninety percent of women at MegaCon are dressed as Harley Quinn. Everywhere you look, there's at least four Attack on Titan characters. Not just ninety percent of cosplay women. Ninety percent of women at MegaCon are dressed as Harley Quinn. It's a rule. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean it was it was something that was ridiculously overhyped, and it was I mean it was it was a it was an okay season, it was an okay show. I'm not gonna you know jump out and recommend it to everyone that I see. But the second season comes on, I mean yeah, I'll watch it. It's more focused than Gotham at least. I didn't even know the second season hadn't already started. It felt like forever. Since it it, it hasn't. The the problem with that show is they didn't expect it to be a big hit. Right. And so it was just they're... it was it was a project that was ongoing. And they had like twenty volumes. Okay. So with those twenty volumes, they removed all the slow parts. So every episode they covered like four main plot points. That's why it felt like so so fast paced. Is because they just covered everything ridiculously fast. So when they finished the first season and it became the huge success that it was, they're out of material. They, they don't have any more material, so they're waiting for them to write more material for them to work with. Right. So I mean so it's gonna be bad. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite some time before we get a second season of Attack on Titan. Yeah. Which is a sequel to uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. Which itself was a sequel to Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Which, which you know was a sequel to Rudy which which was a prequel to Rudy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of inspirational football films, I the we most it's the next hour. Now. Oh, I'll talk. My about My God, it. that was the FCAT movie in Florida. Mm-hmm. Every time we had like a major test, that gets out early, and we had to watch a movie. It was always Rudy. That was just our English teacher who was like, "Let's watch Rudy again." Yeah, I like, love Rudy. Uh, okay, <laughs> but but speaking of. Um, Rudy. Not Rudy. Inspirational football films. Those those films that we have every two years to warrant sports fans into going into the cinemas. Um, the most recent one that came out. Have you guys seen the trailer for it? Like it came out. It was called Angels in the Outfield. No, it was. It came out. <laughs> Great football movie. It, it was. <laughs> well, there was one called Angels in the End Zone, which is true. That was the sequel. What about Garbage Kicking? Are you serious? Is that there was a sequel to that? Something. My God. Philadelphia what? Phenomenon with Tony Danza. I don't know. You don't remember that? Tony Danza's a garbage man, and he's got an amazing uh, kick. Real? Oh, he goes yes, out I do remember this. For yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers. And he gets it, yeah. yeah. Wait, the Flyers, that's the hockey team. Uh, uh, Philadelphia. Whatever the fuck. The Philadelphia, whatever the fuck. Yeah. What are the Phillies? What? Are they Quidditch? It's a bird. I don't know. What's their mascot? Is that what you're saying? No, what kind of sports team are they? I don't even know. It's a football team. Okay, the, so no, wait, the Phillies are. No, I think that's baseball. Weird, but I don't know. Is it? I don't know. We don't know sports. Somebody write in. We don't know sports. We need a sports guy now. Okay, I'm. I'm actually. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find what the title was of this film, and Wikipedia just. No, Wikipedia just pulled up this list. And it's like all the inspirational American football film movies ever. The first one came out in 1925. They had football back then. Yeah, that was I mean, the year Gian and I were born. Uh, no, that was the year you guys were in high school, right? Yeah. Trying to read Lord of the Flies and it didn't work out. Oh god, we got a lot in the 2000s. Might be before they wrote Lord of the Flies. Going back to Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, that guy who like Rudy's the whole Rudy story? Rudy actually went out and peddled his story. 
Like yes, Hollywood. I did know he, that. Yeah. Like he didn't even. It he wasn't sold even. It. Anyone was like, "Oh, this is so inspirational." Like we're gonna mm-hmm. make a movie out of. He went and was just like pushy and was like, "Please, someone make a movie out of." That's us. how you got to get it done. That's how the Gian Gomez story is gonna get written, <laughs> which is gonna be very. Uh, it's gonna called be called Peddling to Brooklyn. In a flash shirt. The worst. It's going to be called Kale Peddler. Yeah, Kale Peddler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Trader Joe's career. But um, the, the, I found the film. It was called When the Game Stands Tall. Have you guys seen the trailer for this film? No. No? Okay. So the whole premise of this film was like, you had the uh, that one high school or college football team, whatever it was, that consistently won every single game, like ever. And then they get beaten by the underdogs one day. And the whole film was like this whole, like, the players started having these emotional breakdowns, like the town rioted and they shot one of the players. Like, it was this whole dark story. And the entire time I was watching this trailer, I wasn't going to see the film, but the entire time I was watching this trailer, I was going like, this is literally the other side to every other sports movie we've ever seen. Because with every other sports film, it's like, oh, you know, we're the underdogs, we're going to tackle that one team that wins every single match. with an inspirational yeah. speech. And, and, and this one is like, game. right, and this one is like, this is like the number one team. Like, they never lose. They're the best of the best. And then the underdogs beat them one day. And then they have an emotional breakdown. It really is. It's they, like the, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> who, who, that what? sounds like a good movie. I want to see this. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like if, watch the trailer. It would be a fun movie to write. That's what it would be. Yeah, I, I feel like they were just watching films like The Mighty Ducks, I and mean, granted it's not football, but like same premise, and they're going like, so, you know this point where like this big team like loses? What if the whole town riots, and like they all go into this regressive like mental state, and they have these emotional breakdowns, and it's really <laughs> hardcore, and like, dude, like, what the hell? Like, you know? Yeah. I, know, I just, I, I feel like... I don't even know what to think about that film. I was I couldn't keep a straight face while watching that trailer. <laughs> I don't know how I would handle that film. We could do that. We can do watch that movie. We can do, yeah. Is that we what can you're do. Saying? We can watch that movie <laughs> and then Boy, talk about it. I don't know. I've never seen a sports movie. I don't. Think you I'm never saw Little now. Giants. Well, yeah. Well, oh yeah. no! I was thinking of Little Monsters. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. That's <laughs> it excellent. was way better. Right. Wait, so you never saw Little Giants? Actually, probably. Yeah. And Little yeah, Big League. Little, it was Rick Moranis as the coach. I like to say Rick Moranis. Rick, well, he's not going to like that. You, you, I'm sorry, I'll cut that part out. You, you've never seen Bad News Bears? Yes, I have. I've seen don't lots they, of sports Wait, movies. which one? The original? The original. Or the newest? Of course, the original. Don't they lose? Like, they're supposed to, like, in the original, they're supposed to, like... They do lose. Right. Yeah. They're, everyone's like... It's like, oh, now they're going to, you know, they're going to rise up, and they don't. And yeah. they fucking lose, yeah. and that's the end of the movie. I know, it's great. It's Kevin Smith, I think, was he talking did. about he, that. Yeah, he was so talking about it on... Uh... Same thing oh, here. One. one of his many podcasts. One of his great podcasts. Oh, it was, it was on Requiem for a Walrus. Oh, right, right. Same thing happened with the first Rocky film, actually. That's one of my favorite things about that film. Like, it's this whole, like, the journey of the hero and rising up to overcome this great threat, and it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that was a franchise. I haven't actually well, yeah, seen but the I think, one. No, yeah, but, like, the point of Rocky it. wasn't necessarily that he wanted to win. It was just that he wanted to be Prove able, himself. Yeah, say yeah. that I could go, you it's know. It's not a bum, Adrian. Yes. It's not a bum. Not a fucking bum. 
And we are. I'm deaf, and that's why I talk like this. You know, I heard at I'm one sure point. I heard at one point, like since Sylvester Stallone, he directed that film, didn't he? Yes. The, first one? the newest one. No, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was a point where he wanted to get the most realistic fight scene at the end, so he was like, "No, no, don't, don't try to like fake." Punch me! Just punch me! So he was actually, they're actually beating the shit out of each other oh, in the final film of the movie. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's. I, I really I appreciate dedicated. that as a filmmaker. Yeah, it's dedication. Like Harrison Ford or Nathan Fillion when they when they take punches in films, they uh-huh. take punches. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's cool. I like um, that. I don't know if you saw the film Serenity. It was mm-hmm. the uh, no. I never fin- I, ne- I watched a couple episodes of Firefly. Yeah. Well, in in the film Serenity, there's. There's a uh, one sequence where Nathan Fillion is just supposed to like face plant onto this metal grate, mm-hmm. basically. And I was watching the B-roll for this film, and they did it like ten to fifteen takes. And every time Nathan Fillion was like, "Nope, I can do it. I can do it. Don't worry, I can do it." And he he did a really convincing performance. But they, when they showed like when he sat back in his chair, like his face was all bruised and swollen. And they're like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Oh, I'm fine." <laughs> That's whatever. Props to Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. He actually got frozen in Doctor Evil or whatever the hell happened in that movie. I don't know. It wasn't called Doctor Evil. It was called Doctor Horrible Chaos. It was Sing Along Blog. It was called Doctor Chaos. Professor Chaos. I like that. And the Sing Along Blog thing. It was funny. Yeah, I, I, I fun musical. I really enjoyed that. Uh, sadly, they were supposed to do a sequel, but uh, I guess Joss Whedon was talking that uh, the Avengers kind of killed all hopes and dreams uh, for that. Because once the Avengers just too busy now. took off, it's yeah, he's now. now Marvel's go-to man. Can't do that Buffy anything anymore. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Avengers was slightly more lucrative than Doctor Horrible. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The fan I mean, base is the same. Lot, but, like, you know, it's the highest grossing movie of all time. And it was actually, it, I was reading the same review, and uh, someone asked Mr. Whedon, like, uh, you know, like, in retrospect, like, is Firefly being canceled, like, the best thing that could have ever happened to your career? Because after, after Firefly was canceled, like, you know, you're obviously, like, you're with Marvel now, you directed the Avengers, blah, 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 and he was like, no, it still hurts. Every day, it's still the most painful thing to wake up to. It's like, that sucks! He was probably lying. Yeah, quite possibly. It still hurts as I rub my wound with my cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> copious amounts of money. This bed of money. <laughs> He's swimming around like Scrooge McDuck. The whole house is made of money. <laughs> it's like every morning when I wake up in my mansion made of gold, I <laughs> shed a solitary tear, which I wipe up with my <laughs> diamond. One of, my, Paper towels. one of my favorite shots in Zombieland is like when Woody Harrelson just wipes his tears at the hundred dollar oh, yeah. bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fantastic film too. Did you see? Did you ever watch the show that they tried to do? Did they try? I I remember reading that they were going oh, to try the, to do the a Zombieland show? thing. The, yeah, the TV Amazon show. original, right? Yeah. yeah. Was it? It was only on Amazon. It was Amazon. It was Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. That's where it eventually landed. Did it, did it actually come out? I remember I reading that they were going to do it. I think but so, yeah. And then it, it, or maybe it got canceled before it even had an episode or something. They had a pilot. And that was the huge thing about yeah. it. I don't know that it's released, but I do remember that it went to pilot because I'd yeah. seen like, stills from it. I think people made a big enough stink about it that like they just decided to cancel it after the <laughs> pilot, which is unfortunate for the actors. It, it is. 
And but it's you know it's like one of those films where like Zombieland was a fantastic film. But if all the things you're gonna make a TV series adaptation of, mm. like you're gonna take Zombieland, like, I mean, yeah. there are ways it could go really right, but it's just no one was asking for this. Yeah, and they didn't have any of the original cast or like anything. No, like but that. how are you gonna get a name like Jesse? I don't even in your... like. Do you do you guys even want to see a sequel to Zombieland, or would you rather just be like left? Like I am totally like I love that movie. I really do, yeah. but I'm so fine with it just being what it is. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, like Harvey Dent famously said, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Which doesn't I even would, make sense, but go on. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, later you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what did he mean by that? No, but it, it's, I'd rather have it as that one great film that we'll all remember versus them coming out with this, like a sequel. Mm. Granted, it could be really good, but it also could be really shitty, but I don't know if I'd want to take that chance of having a really shitty... Zombieland 2 coming out and just ruining the name. Yeah. <coughs> Aliens. Right. Isolation. <laughs> Resurrection. Resurrection. 3, AVP, AVP Requiem. I, have you seen the new Those Riddick movie? Those are technically movie? movies. Have either of you seen the new Riddick movie? No. I haven't actually, I haven't no. Seen are you a fan of the Riddick movies? I saw Pitch Black and the animated film Dark Fury and then Chronicles of Riddick. So okay. yes, I, you I, are a fan. I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan. <laughs> Did you but play the game, Michael? No, they were all on FX one day, and I just watched them all. <laughs> oh, nice! They had the Riddick thon. They had the Riddick thon. Yeah, nice. The games are actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think Vin Diesel, he made a studio just for like the first two, or at least the one, the first one. And it's like it's one of those games where you're just surprised how good it is. You're just like, wow, this. Like, because you're used to video game movies and them being shit. Yeah. They're just, like, they're hashed, they're quickly made, just to cash in on, you know. They all look like they should have been for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, or, like, on the PS2 or something, you know, they're just terrible. Yeah. But this was actually really great. It was, it was excellent. Maybe it's just, it, maybe it's just that. Maybe our standards as a society have just gotten so low that when something comes out that's marginally better than what we anticipated it to be, like... All right, yeah it's, yeah, it's great. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I would genuinely call that a good game. Yeah? Like, that first one, at least I never played the second one, but, yeah. See, you know, like, the surprising video game things that always... One of the things that I always bring up is uh, Metro Last Light was a video game that came out. It was a direct sequel to Metro 2033, a novel written by, I think he was 19 at the time, Dmitry Lukovsky, and... Um, Originally, the game that they're going to make following 2033 was going to be 2034, and the author said, no, you know, that won't work. I know I love the book. I wrote the book, but it won't work as a game, so let me write you an entirely new story. And we got Metro Last Light. Metro Last Light was a game that was coming out during Ubisoft's kind of their dark days, like right leading up to like right when they were dissolved and kind of selling off all their properties. Uh, so... They were somewhere like in Eastern Europe creating Metro Last Light. They had no budget. They were in a building that had no heating system, had frequent power outages. So it was and, just like the game. And, yeah, and, and terrible internet connectivity. So just like the game. Yeah, yeah. But so it, it was astounding that the game came out as fantastically as it did, considering the situation of which they were working, like the working conditions. 
So, I don't know. It's just it's one of those stories that I always... I'll appreciate the production behind it as much as I appreciate the game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when Ubisoft was like... They were done. Yeah. They were <laughs> just like... They had a foot in the grave and they were fucking done. And then that game came out and just kind of flipped it around for them. No, at that point, Ubisoft was dead already. They sold the property off for, I think, $25,000. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they sold it off for $25,000 to some other company. Jesus. And they published it. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Ubisoft made some great games back in the day. Yeah. Something going on. No, no you're good. Gian, sitting three feet away. We can from talk video microphone. games. You want to talk video games? We could talk video so games, but Tyler games. would not have anything Tyler, to say. What was, last, what was the last video game you really enjoyed? Really enjoyed? Like, you fucking loved this game. Uh, Don't say the Batman games. Mario 64. <laughs> well, it was Arkham City. It wasn't like Arkham Origins, okay. but I didn't like that one. Right. Um, I don't know. Not, it's been so long since I played video games regularly. You know what I mean. You can say um, the Batman game. I liked. Yeah. No, you can't. You put your foot down already. <laughs> I th- I liked GTA. Yeah. Uh, oh five, right? Yeah. You had five. Four and five, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I like those sandbox games, but yeah, I've never. Well, I've never really Open been worlds, a big gamer. Uh, you know, do what you want games. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like people telling me what to do, and I don't, don't like, like video that. games. You don't like that linear do. shit. You yeah. don't like those hallways, like, go down this one. Only. Fucking Mario Brothers always, like, yeah, no, just start left <laughs> <or> Walk right. <laughs> right yeah. Jump over this. What if I don't want to go right? What if I want to go left again? Too bad. <laughs> no, literally, too bad. You can't go yeah, back. We don't have the memory for that. Maybe, maybe that's just a metaphor for life. Like, you get to a point where it's too late. You can't yeah, go back. You can't go back, man. Yeah, it's you, like the island. You can never go back to the island. You, you, you think it's true. It, <laughs> unless, unless you do, and then you have to go back. Unless you watch the reruns. Right, right. And try to figure out what actually if happened. If it was really all in that dog's dream. <laughs> you ever seen that gif it made? No. What? Oh my god. So you've seen Lost, right? I saw the first season and then gave up oh halfway through the second. God. We've We've had this conversation before. Oh. As, as someone who lived in Hawaii, I tried. Oh, I right. desperately tried getting yeah. into it, and I couldn't. That makes sense. Well, there's this famous uh, GIF image. Am I saying it right? GIF image? Mm-hmm. Wait, it's famous? Have you seen it? Yes, of it's, course. Have you seen it? No. It's, um, um, maybe. it's, it's not the, famous. It's a clip of the last episode of Lost, and Jack is... He's basically... Actually, spoilers! Spoilers, he's dying. He's Jesus. And he's laying down in the grass, and his this dog that was in the very beginning of the the first season, Vincent, I think that's his name. Like right, Golden right, Retriever, right. Yeah. Uh, he walks over and just lays down next to Jack. And in this in this uh, GIF image, um, Jack closes his eyes, and it's like, fades to black, you know? And then it's this, <laughs> this, like, part of this dog just, like, waking up from a bad dream... Like, you know how dogs <laughs> wake up when they have badger, they kick, and they're just, like, yeah. all frantic, and he just, like, gets up, and he's, like, and it was, like, it was all in the dog's dream. Like, the whole thing, the whole story, it was just a dog. That's thing. how they should have ended they it. They really should have, because fuck that ending. <laughs> that ending sucked. See, it, see, uh, you're always like, oh, you haven't seen Laws? No, you haven't seen Laws? Yeah. That you know, ending but, sucked. No, literally, it's, like... The thing about Lost is it's the ending that kills the whole show. But the show is great. Like, keep watching it. Watch the whole thing. I, I, I marathoned, like, three seasons of it. In, like, it was crazy. Right before it fucking uh, went off. The rails? Yeah. I feel like it went off the rails, like, midway through the first season. 
I, no, no, think no, no, no. It always does yeah. that, and then it pulls you back, and you're like, I'm in. Does it? I'm in Lost. I'll it's just like this. drugs. That's right. The thing about Lost is, True. like, every episode, <laughs> every episode that I saw, like, nothing happened for, like, five continuous episodes, because the entire episode would be a flashback, so you'd have a plot point in episode two that wouldn't get resolved till episode eight. Because nothing happened through those five episodes except telling you, like, what happened background in the story, background story. Character. Yeah. Literally every character. Right. Like, and it got really frustrating to the point where, like, I've seen this character's backstory. I don't want to know more. Like, right. I don't, like, I don't you, give a don't shit. Don't you want to know like, what happens to the character now after you've seen all that backstory? It's like, no, Ivy Pepper. I don't give a shit about what happened in your childhood. Speaking of which, she kind of vanished for the last two episodes. I think we... I think Fox heard us loud and clear and said, okay, Ivy we're Pepper. done. I don't think so. I think she's going to come back in some minute way. I think it's kind of funny, though. It, well, they, yeah, her and the Riddler both, because, like, they had them all over New York City. Like, all of those Gotham posters yeah. all had Ivy and it had Edward Nigma. Yeah. Edward Nigma, yeah. And they've both been in it for, like, two minutes? Three seconds. I kind of want to see more of Nigma. I'm kind of like. I do. Him I now. like him. I. He's, I haven't seen enough of him to dislike him. He's very charismatic, and he's, like, creepy as hell. But he's the perfect Riddler. It's like, yeah. that's what I That's what picture. you want the Riddler to be. I, I mean, as much as I like Jim Carrey as a performer, and, and he was around, fun like, in that everyone movie, else. But, yeah, he wasn't really... I don't know, he's not the Riddler to me. He, he's the masked Riddler. Right. It's crazy. It's like he, a suit of 51. He did a yeah. lot like Frank Gorshin did in the 60s, and I thought Frank Gorshin was fantastic as well, but it's like... I don't know. I want the Riddler to be a little bit more creepy. You know what completely went over my head while watching the old Joel Schumacher films? There's a point in uh, Batman and Robin where... No, sorry. It was Batman Forever where the Riddler says the word joygasm. And it was only after going back and watching this film where I'm like, huh. Like, it's, it's always something that always went over my head. But, I mean, we were talking about what the Joker should be. I mean, not the Joker. The Riddler should be in a modern iteration now. And... We were saying like, it would basically be like a made-for-TV grade B version of Saw. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what it'll be in this. But, like, uh, maybe not. He might not get that far yet. Um, but I feel like that's what it should be just in general. And that's kind of what it is in the comics. It's like he's... I don't know. In the list, this last... Um, what was it called? Zero Year. Yeah, um, I really like that storyline. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. He was kind of like that. It wasn't as in-your-face as, like... It would have been in the Arkham movies or in the Arkham games if you'd seen more of him. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of him just being, you know, he's behind he's the scenes evil, and he's just—he's uh, a dick who wants to like prove himself to yeah, everybody. He wants to be, but the like smartest. mostly people don't care, and they just, you know, right? Yeah. Especially Batman, and I think that really bothers. That really pisses him off because he's better than the Riddler, but also he's like he always wants to be a superior. Yeah. It's like the Riddler is like that that four year old that's always trying yeah, to get your attention at the birthday like, party. Wants, he wants uh, Bat Daddy's approval, and he's just not gonna give it to him. But Batman, are my riddles good? Uh, yeah, sure. But yeah, it was okay. Yeah, whatever. Like five it, it took me a full thirty seconds. <laughs> really, wasn't that difficult? Or unless you're Detective Gordon in that first episode, not even three seconds. Right, right. I like. He, you... he answered it before he finished the riddle. He kind of, and he kind of face faulted when he did. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get burst his bubble. <laughs> How far did you get into Zero Year? Did you read the whole thing? No, I I don't remember. That whole thing is like kind of crazy. I don't know. There was one moment in it where I loved it. Um, it's after Riddler's like taken over Gotham, um, and he's like, in order to 
for him to turn the power on, somebody has to stump him at a riddle. Mm-hmm. So this one guy, like, it opens the issue with this one-off character whom you don't really know. He's like an ex-cop or something. And he's, like, he's come up with this riddle, and he made it up himself. And so he goes to, like... <laughs> I'm he, imagining he goes, this, this training montage of, like, he's, he's like, punching a meat thing, and he's like, what is, you know, the 12 faces of a clock thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not really like that at all. But he, it does show, like, him and his family, and, like, it, it's the first time that you're seeing what has happened to Gotham since Batman has been out of the picture. I won't say why, but, you know, he's waking up. He was unconscious. I just said why. But... <laughs> But no, he comes up with his riddler, uh, his riddle to Riddler, and Riddler's in like Times Square, the Gotham equivalent, and he's like, okay, so there is a turtle and a rabbit, and then he's just like stops him, and he's like, the rabbit wrote on the turtle or something like that. He's like, but I just made it up. He's like, yeah, I figured it out. I was like, <laughs> oh, I want shit. that something That's like that. Awesome. In a, That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. I was like, I want something like that in 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 my Riddler films. But. But see, like a month on that. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically what it is. But like I said the last time we were talking about Gotham, like I, I want Nigma to be in the show, but I want him to take a backseat because that first episode he was in there, it felt like they were shoving, they were shoving Nigma down your throat. They're like, look who it is. Well, they were, and yeah. they had to be because, like, with the pilot, it's yes, they had to show everything that they you yeah, know, had to establish their sleeve. all these. Interesting characters right off the bat. You don't need to, though. Well, no, you do in a pilot, because, like, if this was what... This was before... They shot that before the show was was picked up, right. So they were like, okay, these are all of the characters that we have, and these are the places that they go. But usually, when a show does that, if you have a pilot like that, they'll redo episode one. They won't just Yeah, they don't usually use the pilot. Or if, you know, you're Fox... In case of what they did with Firefly. <laughs> yeah, just use did, you, did you hear about what they did with Firefly? Yeah. The reason why Firefly was a failure was because um, Fox aired the episodes out of order at different times of the night on different days of the week. What? So episode one came out on a Friday, but the first, the premiere that they had, they didn't air the pilot. Mm-hmm. The premiere that they had, they aired the second episode. Right. And the following week, they played the first episode on like a Wednesday night. That's pretty... it was all over the place. Why like, did they, they didn't do give that? a shit because they didn't give a shit about what it. Kind of planning. So that's exactly what happened to the Clerks uh, animated series. But they showed which the second, great. which it's is hilarious. awesome, and they only showed three episodes. I remember seeing them all, like when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and I had no idea about like Clerks the movie. And I just saw the TV show and I was like, oh, this is way better. Yeah. But uh, they showed the second episode first. But the second episode was literally a flashback episode to the first episode. So remember when we had to go to right. that and this happened? This Which happened. it's hilarious. If you watch them in order, it's like, yeah, they did a fucking flashback episode in their it's second episode. It's just so weird that it's funny. And they're like, it's why are like, we walking uh... like this? And like a flower pot hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The camera goes up because they're walking like Batman and Robin, like up the up the building, yeah. and then a flower pot hits the bottom. They're like, "Why are we walking like this?" And the camera turns, and they're just holding a rope for no particular reason, going down the side. Uh, that was great. I love the clerks. That's might be my favorite Kevin Smith thing. Animated, honestly. Animated clerks yeah, animated. like I could watch that. I need to watch any it again. Day. I haven't seen it in a while. Anytime somebody would be like, you know, let's watch Clerks. Yeah, I'd be down to watch You mean your favorite Kevin Smith film isn't Cop Out? Well, it's Jersey Girl, actually. Really? No. um, Actually, George Carlin was in Jersey Girl. That wasn't that bad. But, but I mean, like, Bruce Willis, I hear he's such a great actor to work with. Uh, Just punch me. 
You want to yeah. punch me? Just like, punch me. You want to hit me? Just hit me. He's like, I'm not going to hit you, man. You look like you'd hit back. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smith's going to be here this weekend in the Manhattan he Center. He... Where does Kevin Smith live? Does he live in... California. He lives in California? I feel like he, he's, he's going to be at New York Comic Con, so we'll probably see him in the lobby of this building. Yeah, he'll... Well, because he's speaking at the Manhattan Center in the ballroom, yeah. like, right on the corner there by right. Al Jazeera on 34th. Um... Which I still had to take it to that. Where is it? Hopefully they're not sold out. I don't think they would be. How much is it? Uh, 30 bucks for the cheap seats. Like 40 bucks for the more expensive the more ones. Expensive. Yeah, but it's on Saturday. I don't know if you're going to be working. Oh, what time? Saturday? It's like 8 o'clock, I think. Uh, I might be able to make that. Okay. Yeah, I think I can make that. Well, yeah, we'll go online tomorrow and check that out. Because they might be sold out. I don't know. But I did kind of drag my ass getting the tickets. That's <laughs> true. We need to put the go. <laughs> This is uh, Kevin Smith, if you're listening, which I doubt you are. Um, as big of a fan as Tyler is of you, he uh, it, he's not a big enough fan to uh, be Get motivated. Get the tickets yeah. when you're playing in my building. <laughs> when you're playing in your... <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have that kind of money, and I was in Florida for a week. Yeah, I didn't that have that kind of 30 bucks. <laughs> that kind of 30 bucks. I don't know. Michael expensive. does. Michael just took out five thousand dollars for Comic Con this weekend. Oh yeah, I bought I bought what? my Saturday pass. No, I'm just kidding. God, that that ticket inflation price is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Tell no, tell us how much you sold your ticket for, Chia. <laughs> well, I sold it to a friend, so I sold it pretty cheap. Yeah. I sold it for fifty bucks. Yeah. See, I remember like. And, well, he had it on Craigslist first. I did, and a bunch of people were bothering me for it, and I actually missed the. I was supposed to sell it to this chick on, like, Wednesday or something, and I totally... I woke up late, first of all, and... Because I'd been up the night before, and then I just... I turned on my 3DS, and I just played Super Smash Bros. <laughs> for about probably three hours straight, and, like, just... I was like, I was supposed to do something today. And then I, like, took a shower, started playing Shadow Mordor, and I was like... <laughs> What the hell was I supposed to do today? And then I was like, oh, right. I was supposed to sell that ticket to some girl in Union Square for like, um, what was it? Uh, $60. 60 No. Actually, I think it was the same price. No, maybe it was 60. You told me it was 60 Because I was like, really? Well, you could have gotten so much for it. I yeah. Think I, no, no, I put it up for 60 It was going to be the same price. I put it up for 60 and then I was like exchanging emails with her because she saw that the sticker wasn't oh, and she on was like fifteen registration BG. code. Yeah, because I registered, and before I found out I was going to be volunteering at Comic Con, right? And um, which was a horrible mistake to do because I could have sold the ticket for more. You could have, but um, she was like, "Oh well, can I get it for fifty instead?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right, that's fair. <laughs> you know, whatever. She really needs it. I don't need it." I can still sell it. And then you were like, now go fuck yourself. She's like, how do I know you're not just gonna go and be like, yo, I lost my ticket, I need a new one. They're like, all right, here we go. And like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, well, because I'm volunteering. She's like, well, I don't... I'm like, all right, so <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> I don't want to argue. So, you know, I did the print screen shit of, like, the schedule, like, that I... I had to, like, just give her proof, you know? And I was like... And then I didn't even end up selling it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well... <laughs> I, that actually happens to me a lot on Craigslist. I accidentally screw people over. And I don't mean to. I just forget to, like... And then, like, after it's passed, I'm not, like... 
Oh, I should let him know. I'm just like, nah, they'll right. figure it out. I'm, like, I'm just like, I have no remorse. I'm to just, oh man. One time, I was supposed to sell an old TV we had in the apartment forever because we don't we don't use it. It was a shitty old, you know, giant TV, and this guy wanted to buy it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll sell it to you tomorrow, right? And we go out and drink that night, and then fucking, of course, I drank too much, and I wake up really fucking late. And Damien was like, what the fuck's up with your phone? It kept going off all morning. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. What was up with that? And I completely forgot how to look at it. And I, I got a voicemail from this guy. I have two, like three or two voicemails from him. And he's like, Mr. Gion. He's like, uh, if I find you. He's like, <laughs> so big. Because this guy drove from fucking Brooklyn over to like our apartment on 54th and 1st. Oh, who fucking who? Right, it's oh, not a I big drove deal. all the way from he drove, Brooklyn to He Manhattan. drove there and was like waiting on the this corner for me for like, I don't know, two hours, something like oh, that. That's kind of fucked. Like, <laughs> that's kind of fucked He's up. like, I can't believe you would do this to me. And he's just like, I, he was just livid, livid, fucking just so angry, man. Did you ever give this guy a call? And back? then I was just like, ah, <laughs> just like, I was like, I told Davey and Jacob about it. They're just like laughing hysterically. They're like, they're, they're always, they bring it up every once in a while. They're like, oh yeah, it's Mr. that fucking guy. He's going to come get you one day. If I find you. He's probably still looking. They're like, you. he's watching you on Craigslist and like looking for your ads and he's going to fucking find you and kill you or something. I wanted that TV. Craigslist is sketchy, man. You're playing with fire when you, you know, mess with Craigslist. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. I will find you, and I will get that TV. <laughs> it's really that TV. old. Uh, yeah, you know, that was probably something like that was a gift to his ch- children. Probably not, basically. no. Because no. what a shitty gift. I don't know. Who you know. Goes, okay, who sits for two and a half hours on a street corner waiting for an old TV? How much were you selling it for? Uh... Maybe, uh, I don't know, it was like a really, I was selling for really cheap, because it was a shit TV. Well then, like, what the, go, go back to Brooklyn, guy, fuck you. Actually. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was shit, it was whatever. How much were you selling it for? I think I was selling it for like, probably, <laughs> probably 50 bucks, probably like 50 bucks. And how big was it? It was pretty big, it was pretty big. TV. Bigger than that? Um, For those of you who don't know, he's just pointing at like a 25-inch TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like a little taller than that, but about as wide. Okay, but for 50 bucks, that's not even like a terribly good deal, because they don't even sell those kinds of TVs anymore. <laughs> so it's like... Was it the kind of TV that had the VHS player That's something player that you give in? away, and people are no, like, okay, I guess I'll take it. not have a VHS player. <laughs> no, really, take this TV off of me. It's a bubble screen, man. I can't even <laughs> lift it. No. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, I remember my parents had a bubble screen TV. I want to say up until like four or five years ago. Like, it was wow. a Oh, we had one. No, we literally had one in my house until it just broke a couple weeks ago. And then my mom replaced it with my TV, which was like a flat screen. No, so. was that was that your only TV? No, we this, had like three, four, five TVs in the house. Wow. Know. This was a, this <laughs> was a lot of TVs to have. Yeah. Jesus. This, this was our only TV. So whenever he had something with subtitles, and I don't know if like oh, bubble screen no. TVs, yeah. whenever you tried to read subtitles with bubble screen, you couldn't do it. Like it was because it stretches uh, the subtitles. It's makes them stre- yeah. yeah, yeah. The resolution. It's difficult. And that was life before HD time, long before you were born. God, I re- I remember renting 
the one film I'd rent when I was a child over and over again from our local blockbuster was Land Super Before Time. No, no, it was a Super Mario Brothers movie, and I'd watch it. I was just over reading about that for some reason today, but I love that movie. <laughs> was a this lot. an animated movie? No, no it was no. one with Bob Hoskins. Oh, yeah, and that John was Leguizamo. great. Dude, I loved John Leguizamo as a kid. He was great. He was awesome. Except The Pest. I never watched The Pest. I liked him in Spawn. Yeah, that's right. He was the violator, right? Yeah. Yep. That was a cool toy. Did you guys have that? I did have that. Oh, that was. I had. It was like the place dangerous. It was very sharp. It yeah. Had a lot of sharp edges on there. Uh, Probably why they sell them. I I I, co- I collect a lot of like little knickknacks and toys and uh, McFarlane toys. The reason why Todd McFarlane created his own toy company is because he went to different toy companies at the time, like, hey, I want to make figures for this character, Spawn. And they came out with all these designs and everything. It's like, not high production. They, they, they were like, no, it's not violent enough. It's not plain enough. It's not violent enough. So he made his own toy company just to do it. And uh, I, I bought a couple of... I'll, I'll buy a lot of his products. And they're, they're always, oh, McFarlane Toys is amazing. Right. It always has been and still is. Like, He comes up with some amazing fucking figures. Right, but there are problems in a couple ones that I've bought where sometimes the quality control is just so atrocious. Like, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I had a couple figures that I bought. Like, it was... Uh, I remember specifically. It was when Halo 3 ODST came out. They had the ODST figure. It came out. I opened it. And this... It was literally... <laughs> it was worse than Wonder Woman last night. Yeah, it was worse <laughs> than the, the cracked out Wonder Woman that we saw. I'll... I'll I'll post a picture on the Facebook page or something, but uh, but it, it was literally in pieces in this packaging. Like the packaging was the only thing holding this fucking thing what? together. Yeah, so I opened it and this figure came out in fifty pieces. Like it just like it was like, it like I, a, I, that surgery game. Like, yeah, where it just operation. Like pieces just fell out of it. It was. As I, I ended up super gluing this thing back together, but I, I, I've always wanted to, if I ever meet Todd McFarlane, and I'm like, oh yeah, I love your art, you I love the sponsors. You owe me this figure. Like, I'm sure they wouldn't exchange it. No. What? Where, oh, was you get on? I bought it at Walmart. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, well, I, the thing about Walmart is, you know, like after 11 o'clock, everything in that store is free. That's <laughs> true, everything. You know, I, I actually... Food, yeah, basically. I bought a DVD at Walmart once. It was uh, it was actually an anime, one of the few that I bought. It was uh, the Trigun film, came out a couple years ago. And it was, it was a sealed package, and I bought it, and I went home, and I opened it, no disc. It was a sealed package, and there was no disc. So I went back to the store, I'm like, That's okay, insane. listen, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, right. but no disc. it wasn't in here. What did they say? Uh, they said I couldn't exchange it. And when I finally, I argued with them to the point where, like, you don't understand, I bought this yesterday, I went home, I opened it, there's no disc, mm-hmm. like, you need to fix this, and they're like, okay, how old are you? And at the time, I was like, oh, I'm 17, I'm like, okay, you have to be 18 to exchange things, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, you have to be 18 to exchange things, I'm like, why? It's like, oh, it's just policy, why? It's policy. And then, so I'm like, oh, alright, fine. So, of course, the first thing that came into my head was to literally turn to the person next to me and, can you exchange this for me? Right. And then I turned to the person next to me and the guy put his hand on my shoulder and stopped me and he was like, listen, if I catch you antagonizing our customers, I will have you thrown out by security. I'm like... (sighs) Wow, how frustrating. You don't want to fuck with Walmart security. You don't want to fuck with Walmart security because they're all ex-cons. that's where you go back to the DVD aisle and steal the fuck (laughs) Because fuck them, they owe you a movie. They owe me a DVD. You know how much... Oh, God. How many things I've stolen from Walmart? (laughs) Remember when we took Willow? 
Yeah. We took Willow because we never saw Willow. And it was just, we all started watching and we were like, eh, let's, yeah, eh, let's not watch Willow. Uh, Walmart. Walmart <laughs> is a Davis. Like the mecca. Of this just, podcast became a confession. <laughs> yeah, oh, it doesn't Walmart matter. Sucks and they deserve to be stolen from. For the record, I never did end up stealing that DVD. I did end up getting an exchange. For the record, oh, he's how, probably so. Lying. You got somebody to. Uh... Yeah, her name was my mother. <laughs> oh. oh no! You antagonized you your mother. I dragged my mother into the store. I was like, "Listen, they're not giving me this fucking DVD." Oh, God. Yeah, it was it was not one of my proudest moments. Nah. Alright, well I think we're gonna wrap this one up. We've been talking for like twelve hours now. <laughs> Granted hardly any of it was about Gotham. Eh, any closing remarks yeah, about fine. Gotham? We'll get to it eventually. Gotham. 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 It's a it's a show that had great potential that continues to disappoint. It still has great potential. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the best the the only hope that I could have for it now is that if there's a spin off of it. Like if this is Gotham and they have like Gotham, I don't know, Gotham NCIS. Academy. Gotham, Gotham Academy. Gotham, <laughs> Gotham Academy. Lil Gotham. Lil Gotham. Gotham NCIS. The Gothamites. It's just like Gotham, but it's in Metropolis. It's just like that uh, X-Men animated show that they had a couple years back, but it's, you know... They had oh, no viewer base? Gotham. Huh? God, what was that? X-Men Evolution. I yeah, was I think that's... Oh, called. is that the one you're talking about? Because I remember they had... X-Men anime, Wolverine anime, and Blade anime. Yeah, no, these weren't anime. This was by WB, I believe. Okay. Um, and actually, no, it was on Cartoon Network, wasn't it? No, it was definitely WB. It was WB. on WB yeah. originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Probably. And yeah, it was the X-Men, but they were in high school. They were going to do that with Batman, too. Good God. I believe it, yeah. Like, there's a whole... But hey, we, we got Batman in primary school now, so it's even better. That's true. He'll get to high school. It'll be, like, Second saved by season. the bat. They should just if if they take any if they take anything away from this first season, set the second season like five or six years in the future or ten years in the future for that matter. <laughs> Ways just Batman and yeah. then just make it Batman. Just just make it just make it a <laughs> Batman series at this point. Like no one gives a shit about these characters. Remember at this how horrible point. the show was last season? It's way better now. Yeah, or or do it to the point where like okay, Bruce Wayne is already out of the picture. Like he's already training to be a ninja at this point. Just have, just have the Gotham City that everyone knows and loves, and mm-hmm. don't try to backpedal into a Gotham City that's. Well, I think they're trying to do that. Like, I didn't even think it's a matter of uh, getting to that point at this point. It's just that's what they think that is. Then they need to pick up a graphic novel. Uh, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, Poison Ivy. What was her name? Uh, Ivy something? It's like Pamela Isley. Nobody knows what the fuck that means. We'll I call her have, Ivy Pepper. I could have sworn someone big is working, like, helping to produce this show. Like, one of the writers or something. Whatever asshole said that Robin's name was John Robin Blake. Uh, or whatever. decided Ivy Pepper. Yeah. But, <laughs> actually, I think... Uh, isn't David S. Goyer the executive producer or something on the show? I think yeah, so. he's I'd, I'd, everything. If, if he's not, I'd find that hard to believe. But he's actually going to be at uh, Comic-Con this weekend doing a panel about Constantine. They're doing one about That's Gotham, the one too. I wanted to go to. Are they? I hope yeah. I make that panel. I'll have, like, See, off that time, but, yeah, I don't know. My whole issue is that panel is a panel I really want to go to. Because they're showing the pilot. Yeah, they are showing the pilot, and they have the, the cast and crew there, and mm-hmm. they'll be answering questions and things like that. And I, I want I want to go to that, but at the same time, they also have the cosplay panel, which I do want to see. 
Which is what? Like people in cosplay? Yeah, it's like the uh, like the biggest cosplay competition thing on the yeah, Eastern Seaboard or cool. something. So, yeah, so they, they conflict, so I don't I don't know which one I'm going to go to. Yeah. We'll see. I think the Street Fighter panel with Capcom is like happening around the same time as Constantine. Yeah, I'm going to the um, the Resident Evil panel. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go to that too. That's yeah. Sunday. Uh, I think so. But I, I remember I remember they were saying like stay tuned for like our next big announcements. And I was talking to my other friend. He, we both love Resident Evil. And at this point, Capcom's just gone so fucking off the rails with it, with that franchise. They're gonna be what are they, what are they gonna do next? They're not gonna well, do something good. It's gonna be like Resident Evil Gaiden. Aren't they gonna talk HD. about the, the newest one? That's just like a return to Revelations Two. Uh, no, it's like it's like the new one with um, Claire and Jill like teaming up. I have not even heard of this. Yeah, they're gonna do. It's gonna like be a return to like what it originally was, like survival horror. Interesting. Alright, good night. Wait, my name's Gian Gomez. And I'm Tyler Pino. And I'm Michael Holler. Goodbye.